Hello, welcome to On Target with T1D Outdoors. I'm your host, Jed Christensen. This is episode one of season one of our podcast. So thank you for listening and putting up with us as we travel down our adventure of podcasts. Today we are going to learn about and we're going to talk to the reason behind T1D Outdoors and why T1D Outdoors was created. First of all, we want to say that we support all those who are fighting type 1 diabetes. It's a struggle every day, and we fight it every day right along with you. For those of you who don't have type 1 diabetes, what is it? Well, type 1 diabetes is a disease that affects your body and its insulin production. The Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation describes it as an autoimmune disorder, meaning the body attacks itself and destroys the insulin-producing cells in the pancreas. What does this mean for your body? Well, if we compare it to your truck that you take hunting, you want good fuel in the tank, but without a fuel pump, that fuel cannot get to the motor to burn as energy. This is the same with your body. The insulin acts as the fuel pump, so no matter which fuel you put in your tank, without insulin as the fuel pump, you cannot get that fuel to the engine to burn or into your cells to burn for energy. So this means that with type 1 diabetes, you need insulin therapy for the rest of your life. So today with us, we have two of my favorite people in the whole world. We have my hero and my daughter, Lindy Christensen. She's going to talk to us about what it's like to be a nine-year-old girl with type 1 diabetes. Say hi, Lindy. Hi. My other favorite person in the whole world is my beautiful wife, Selene Christensen. She's going to be here, and she's going to help us understand what it's like to be the mom of somebody with type 1 diabetes and how we just manage life of a young active child with type 1 diabetes. So, Lindy, Selene, let's hear your story about how you got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. <laughs> I guess I'm up first. <laughs> well, Lindy was, <clears throat> had just turned five when I, well, and I'd noticed it prior to this, but because um, she was diagnosed right after her five, fifth birthday. But Lindy started wetting the bed. She'd been potty trained since she was 18 months old um, and very rarely had any accidents. But her urination um, had increased and she was wetting the bed almost nightly and several times a night. And I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, what is going on? We're thinking she's got a UTI. Um, you know, she is a little girl and little girls tend to get UTIs quite regularly. So um, we just kept kind of watching her and I'd ask her if it hurt when she peed and you know, all the, the little questions that you ask them. Um, and I work graveyards and I was standing in my, my room one day while the kids were at school 
and not to get on a spiritual conversation, but it's it's what helped me get to my decision to check her for diabetes. I was I was folding clothes in my bedroom and I was all by myself and I just had this very strong impression that I needed to check her for sugar. Diabetes runs in both sides of mine and Jed's family. Um, and my grandfather had just passed away a couple months prior to this and he was also a diabetic. So I talked to my husband and we're, we're both nurses. We discussed it and we're like, oh, you know, I think maybe it's just a UTI. Let's continue to watch her. And that feeling never went away. So I was discussing this with a couple of other nurses and coworkers one night. And they said, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt just to check, you know. So one of the nurses that I worked with had an extra meter and allowed me to take it home and check my daughter. Um... She was sleeping and I sent her older brother and sisters off to school and fell asleep. And when she woke up, she woke, she woke me up so she could get, um, some food. And I said, you know, honey, I just want to hurry and check something real quick. And I checked her sugar and on a fasting blood sugar, she was almost 300 after sleeping all night long. At that point I knew that it was not a UTI and that we were facing um, a life with diabetes. So I called her dad because he knew I was, I was going to be testing her and he answered immediately. And I, <clears throat> I don't know about any of you guys, but when you, when you hear the person that you absolutely love answer the phone, you have a hard time controlling your emotions. And it was, the same as soon as I heard his voice I started crying and I just I said Jed she's a diabetic I said she's almost 300 and he says okay call the doctor let's get her in so I waited for the doctor's office to open and called and they got they got her right in by the time we got to the to the hospital to check her again, <clears throat> her sugar was so high that the meter wouldn't read. The meters at the hospital read about 600, so she was above 600 at that point. And we were sent to Utah Valley for some education and to get her, her sugar under control. So, Lindy, tell us what you felt that day. What... It is scary, right? It is scary. We didn't know what was happening either. Um, that feeling of just your whole world was tipped upside down and shaken. It's mm. kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. So, Lindy, tell us about the hospital. When we arrived at the hospital, the nurses and the doctors were absolutely fantastic. We put an IV in Lindy. She was a champ. Only one silent tear. <laughs> yep. After that, Lindy thought she was on vacation. She didn't know that she was supposed to be sick and in the hospital. So, Lindy, tell us tell us about that big playroom that they had at the hospital. Um, so it had, like, 
see Spice Guy go around in the hospital. And I also um, play with my dad with these um, bikes. And if you hit them, the person falls off of the bike. And then I also play basketball on there, and it was really fun. It was fun. For being a sick, scary time, we had a lot of fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was sick anymore. So, Selene, tell us, what was that like being a parent of a child in the hospital with this newly diagnosis of type 1 diabetes? Well, it, you know, it's kind of like getting your breath knocked out of you. You just, you don't know how you're going to be able to breathe again. Uh, there's, of course, the, the scare of what is her life going to be like? Is she going to be able to have children of her own? Is she going to be able to make it to that point? Or, you know, will she be a brittle diabetic where her sugars are out of control and she ends up in um, DKA, um, diabetic ketoacidosis, several times? Or will she be? Able, will we be able to control it? What will she do for holidays? I remember lying in the hospital bed holding her as she slept. Because, of course, it was, she was diagnosed January 13th. Um, so we had just had Christmas. And I sat there and I'm like, what are we going to do about Christmas? What about Christmas candy? What about Valentine's? What about Halloween? You know, those, will she be able to be a kid? And I remember grabbing my phone and researching sugar-free candy. Because that's what I was aware of. Uh, when my grandpa was alive, that's what he ate. If if it was sugar free, it was okay. That was the understanding that I had. None. <laughs> you, you say had on sugar free candy. With that, all the time with the diabetic educator, those couple of days, what did they say about sugar free candy? Sugar free candy is absolutely the worst thing you could give a diabetic. It actually has more carbs in it than a regular piece of candy. Um, so, honestly, if you're going to dose, you might as well eat something that tastes good. So, we did we did a lot of research with candy and ice cream and things like that. Um, but, you know, it was, it was nice with our medical background that as the educators were able to come in, they were able to talk to us and they kept saying, you guys don't have the deer in the headlights look yet. You know, you, are you guys understanding this? And we're like, yeah, we're following you. That's, we understand what you're saying. But it was the carb counting. You know, and when she sits down to have a meal and you have to look at a meal and say, okay, well, that has about 30 carbs in it and that has 20 carbs in it. It, it takes a little while to be able to look at a meal and say, okay, well, let's go, let's dose you for 60 carbs. Um as well as having to understand that we all had to change our lifestyle to help our daughter. And it wasn't just me and Jed. We have three other kids, and they're older than her. And, you know, didn't they weren't raised that way. We pretty much ate whatever we wanted. We drank regular soda. And now, from day one... We all switched to diet, so that way, if Lindy ever wanted a drink, she could. It wasn't a, 
oh, well, if you want a sip of my drink, you need to dose for that or whatever. It's everybody in our family just rallied around and supported us, uh, made sure that we felt that we were loved and made sure that Lindy knew that we'd be there for her. So during the hospital, Lindy was an absolute champion with managing and dealing with this new lifestyle of poking your finger, of sh giving a shot in your belly. Anytime you put something in your mouth, that meant a needle goes in your belly. Tell us about what happened when you got home. How, how, did, how did you take that, Lindy? She got tired of being poked really quick. <laughs> and it hurt my finger, and it also hurt my arms, and my stomach, and legs. And, um, and then every time one of my grandmas got through, you have to dose. And then I say, no, Maya, I'll just have a glass of water when the kids come in from playing outside from summer at Grandma's house. They always get a otter pop. And I usually just get a glass of water, water because I didn't want to get poked in my arm. Right. Selene, so, being a mom, watching your daughter give herself shots every day and, and now be aware of what she's eating and making different choices to avoid a shot and begging and pleading not to have a shot, not to poke her finger. How do you, how do you deal with that? <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> It's just like raising your kids. You just have to, you have to take it in stride. Um, it's just like preparing for a hunt. You get prepared, you practice, and you practice until you're ready for for that to be alone. That's kind of what the hospital prepared us for. Because while we were there, they would bring in food, and they would know the carbs, and then they would test us. So we practiced and practiced and practiced until we, we felt comfortable doing it on our own. Um, what was hard was when we, when we did get home and the treatments never stopped. You know, when you're in the hospital, you deal with the treatments. You, you'd put up with being poked. You deal with people being in your room all night. But then when you come home, it's supposed to be that security blanket. And those that treatment didn't stop for her. And when you have to explain to your five-year-old daughter that if we didn't do these things, that she would die, it was hard. I think they always, they, they warned us that she would probably go into a little depression after we got home because they said these won't stop and they they warned us about that but I think we both went into a little depression with her because we 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 felt bad having having to to keep poking her having to get up all night long we would take turns setting our alarms and we would wake up every couple of hours to go in poke her finger and check her sugar and there were several nights that Lindy would look at us and say you're gonna wake up and check me right you know it's it's sad when a young child has to to think about that 
with the, the thoughts of dying. To worry if they're going to make it to mourning. Yeah. And that she has the support of her parents to, and the trust that we would be up checking her all night long. So dealing with it at home was a little bit different than dealing with it in the hospital because I didn't have nurses coming in and checking her. It was solely on me and Jed. So type 1 diabetes, Lindy, has has created an absolutely new normal to your life. Has this slowed you down at all? Is there things you can't do because you have diabetes? No. <laughs> no. So Lindy and Selene, you recently had a big bull elk hunt. Tell us about that. <laughs> Lindy, were you there? Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're telling the whole world that you can go elk hunting with type 1 diabetes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about this elk hunt. Um, so we were in the bushes, and there's this big bull that came out, and um, my mom shot it, and then we decided to have a party. <laughs> we did. We had a party. Selene. Tell us your story of the hunt. What happened? <laughs> well, besides my heart dropping to my stomach, <laughs> it was beyond um, amazing that I had my children with me. I we had all 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 of our children, but our oldest, were with us at the time, and it was so amazing to have my kids there to watch that bull go down. Um, I think I was. I was just as excited to have my kids there as to put my my hands on a bull that I had put in for 13 years to draw. <laughs> now, I had waited a long time, and I, I kept thinking this is the best thing ever. It, it just worked out great. My I had my kids and my husband and my brother all with me. My brother-in-law was with us as well, and... Um, it was it was fantastic, but you know, taking our nine year old daughter hiking in the mountains, especially for anybody that hunts elk, understands. Yep, that that nine year old is you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, understands how how hard it is to hike to find an elk. It's not, you can't ride, drive on the road very rarely and find an elk you can shoot. It's backpacking in and you're down, you're either up a long ways or you're down in a hole. And uh, we were down in a hole <laughs> when we found, when we found my bull. But, you know, you know, we prepare for these things. Um, we understand that we need to make sure that she has treats of all kinds. We have protein. If she goes low, we can give her some sugar and some protein to help stabilize her. We also have carry around insulin and glucagon just in case um, anything else were to happen. Um, we you you have to prepare just with a diabetic um, hunter, as well as you prepare yourself to go hunting, um, along with my powder and bullets and primers and. Um, water, of course, and my knives. We had jerky sticks. And my, unfortunately, her father has gotten her to love kipper snacks. <laughs> so 
we take Kipper snacks with us in in her in our backpacks because they are a carb free snack that she can eat and she doesn't have to dose for them. So we carry those around in our backpacks. We carry around chocolate. We and um, juice. We have apple juice in case her sugar plummets, and we can we can hurry and quickly give her some juice to get her sugar up. So. You mentioned some great things there. So hunting is a lot like type 1 diabetes, isn't it? So like with hunting, you, you've got to work hard. This isn't just a, a thing we do on a weekend. It's a mm -hmm. lifestyle, right? With type 1 diabetes, it's a lifestyle. You don't just get to choose when you're going to do it. it. It's a new normal. With, with hunting... Successful hunters, and I'm sure on your big bull hunt, Selene, you paid attention to details. Where are those elk going? What are they bugling? When are they bugling? Um, details, powder, primers, is your gun sighted in? Are you scent free? Is your clothing good? Are your boots okay? All those little details, a lot like diabetes. You pay attention to details. Do you have all your supplies? Do you have a syringe? And insulin, in case your pump goes down, that you can still give a, a shot if you need. You have fast-acting carbs, so if your sugar goes low, you can get back up. All these details. And with hunting, you prepare. You prepare, you prepare, you prepare. No different having type 1 diabetes. You prepare every day. We prepare to go to school, right, Lindy? Mm -hmm. What do we prepare to go to school? Before school, we tell the teacher that I'm going to have a phone and that my laundry didn't go off and how I use the glue for gone. Yeah. So we prepare. We, we teach. Are we always successful on a hunt? No. Absolutely not. That's part of hunting. Sometimes you go hunt for elk for weeks and you get your butt kicked <laughs> and you don't get to take an elk home in the back of the truck. It's like diabetes. Sometimes you put in all that work and your blood sugar still goes crazy. Your A1C is still high. Does that mean you should just give up and quit? No. No, that means we got to work <laughs> harder, right? Just like hunting. If we have an unsuccessful elk hunt or a deer hunt or turkey hunt, we don't give up. We welcome that opportunity to learn and get better so that next time maybe we can have some success. So, Lindy, what's your favorite part about being in the outdoors and hunting? Um, seeing, um, I like, I don't have a favorite part because I like all of it. You like all of it. You like all of it. So, after Lindy was diagnosed, Selene, did you have people telling you that that Lindy wouldn't be able to enjoy the outdoors as much as we enjoy the outdoors? Oh, yes. Yes, people who don't understand um, diabetes, of course, we, we always always got the, this, the question of, oh, well, she must have eaten too much candy. That's why she's a diabetic. No, that is a misconception. That is not what diabetes is. You're thinking type 2. Type 2 diabetes is related to how you eat and genetics and uh, all different types of factors. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disorder. 
my little girl was 33 pounds when we entered her into the hospital at five years old. That is very small. She was, it, it is not because of her, of her weight, she became a diabetic. It was not her fault that she became a diabetic. It is a, um, an autoimmune disease that affected her body. And, and people don't understand that, but we did, we got that quite a bit. People would say, oh, well, she can no longer run outside with her shoes off because if she gets sores on her feet, um, they won't heal. That's very accurate. She could if she was an uncontrolled diabetic who didn't take care of herself. But she's a little girl who runs outside. She jumps on the tramp. She does tumbling. She absolutely loves going to gymnastics and and learning how to tumble she can do all of that it diet type 1 diabetes has not slowed um, her down and it shouldn't slow anyone down and that is why we've chosen to do a lot of our uh, business with a with the type 1 diabetes just because everyone has that misconception that type 1 diabetics um, can't uh, perform and they can't do anything. If you start researching, you'll actually see there's a lot of people, a lot of famous people, a lot of athletes who are diabetic. Um, and we, we see them more than probably your normal people just because we see little details. Um, there was a, was she shortstop or second base? Second base. Second base uh, baseman that played softball for UCLA. Um, we're watching watching them on TV, and we just happened to spy that she had um, what they call a CGM. It's a continuous glucose monitor that monitors their blood sugar every couple of minutes and relays to, to the, the patient what their blood sugar is, and they can maintain it and control it a lot better. We just happened to see it on her arm, and and honestly, it wasn't even us because we weren't watching it. It was my in-laws, <laughs> but we're all aware of it. So we, she was an amazing athlete. She is phenomenal, and there's, it, it, she hasn't let type 1 slow her down, and we won't let our T1D slow Lindy down either. So that's why we created T1D Outdoors. We wanted to show the world that the outdoor lifestyle, all the thrills and chills and ups and downs can be enjoyed with or without type 1 diabetes. That type 1 diabetes does not slow people down, does it, Lindy? No. So we want to support all those that enjoy the outdoors. Type 1 diabetics, type 2 diabetics, People without diabetes, we want to support and show the world that we are strong and we can do anything with or without diabetes. Right, Lindy? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lindy. Thank you, Selene, for being here and telling your story. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Go check us out, t1doutdoors.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
feel free to buy our stuff. Show your support for a type 1 diabetic. And we will see you out on the trail. We'll see you next time right here on Target with T1D Outdoors.